welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first time, welcome. If you are part of the community here, welcome back. I really appreciate each and every one of you that takes out time to tune in and listen to these episodes. I'm also very grateful for you that share your feedback, whether it's through a review or the DM. I appreciate it. If you have not taken out time to do the survey, take a moment and pause this so that you can share your feedback with me. I would greatly appreciate that. The link to the survey will be in the show notes. If you missed out on last week's episode, go catch up. I got a chance to sit down and talk with Willie, who is co-parenting and raising his son as a single dad in college. I always said for him to be so young, he had a lot of wisdom. And before Willie, I talked with Ty Reese of the Absent Dad podcast, who has a 50-50 co-parenting relationship, which was very interesting. So definitely go check out those episodes if you have not been tuning in. Um, They have really opened my eyes to some things. So I really appreciate um, these guys for coming on and sharing their experiences and, you know, feedback and advice. I think it gives us women a lot of insight as to how they think. Today, I have the opportunity to sit down and chat with Jeremy. We actually went to the same school (laughs) growing up. So it's very interesting to kind of see, you know, how we've grown and what we think about life and relationships. So if you are interested in hearing uh, what he has to say about being a dad and single and being in the military and how he kind of navigates through all of that, then you definitely want to stay tuned. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hi, Jeremy. Welcome to Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. How are you today? I am great. Thanks for asking. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for asking. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, of course, my name is Jeremy. I'm 29. I'm from a little town called Foxworth, Mississippi. I am currently in the military serving. I live in Jacksonville, Florida. Single father. And yeah, just taking it day by day. Awesome. So Jeremy, like, how long have you been a father? Like, or you can tell us like, how old is your child? And how long it's been since, you know, you've been with her mom, or if you guys were even together, um, when you had her, like, you know, just kind of tell us a little bit about that story. Right. Plus, my daughter's three. She was born January 29th, 2015. Yeah, me and my baby's mother uh, have been separated for a little bit of a year now. It's a hard process, but it, you know, it, it, it was done. And, you know, us being grown ups, we just moved on from the situation. Okay, interesting. So um, were you guys like living in the same area or did you kind of like move away? Well, when we first initially met, we were both in college. Um, 
in Texas. That's where we met back in 2011. Um, and from there, of course, I was a senior and she was only a sophomore. So as time passed, of course, I graduated. She was still getting nursing school. And um, when I graduated, I went to the military. So of course, that that was the influence on me moving from around her. So no, we don't live together at the moment. We were um, kind of living together when I was back in college, but other than that, no, we do not live together. And so you guys basically um, separated because of the distance or were there like other issues, you know, that had um, to do with the separation? I think for the most part, distance played a major role and us separating so like i said we was it was all peaches and flowers when we were together and we could see each other every day but i think the distance kind of throws a wrench in any relationship you have to be really strong to um, stay grounded and stay um, focused on what y'all have at hand so i can say that distance played a major part and also with coming with distance um, it's all sorts of factors, like, of course, um, how do I put this? It's kind of like you lose touch of that emotion that you have when you can see someone every day. Mm-hmm. Or um, being able to just touch them and feel them and smell them and wondering what they're doing. I mean, in the beginning, there are no insecurities. But as you, as the distance comes in part, the insecurities start to set in. I believe that's... That's just my perception of um, what distance does to a relationship. So um, there are also another factor that I'm really not scared to admit. Um, So, yeah, I was like previously living in Norfolk, Virginia. I was stationed out in Norfolk. And um, when I first had my daughter, I was here. But just two weeks after that, I had to go on deployment to Italy. I was in Italy for about eight months which is cool and fine. The first one was fine. She was fine with that. Um, I couldn't bring her with me um, because of my missions. I couldn't bring her with me. So that was fine. Um, I come back home after eight months. My baby's getting bigger. And um, I fly her, I fly him out to Virginia. And, you know, she came out for a little while. And um, I had made a mistake at entertaining another woman. Not even sexually, uh, there was no sexual uh, anything going on. It was just talking. And she actually went through my phone one night and she found, she, of course, the conversation. And that kind of was, uh, yeah, that was like one of the breaking points in our relationship because now she's starting not to trust me. And already we're so distant apart. She's starting not to trust me because of that conversation. Um, and yeah, we just um, tried to work it out. We worked that out, got through it. And then initially I had to go on deployment again. And I think that kind of did it for her with me being gone all those miles away. Now she's wondering if I'm with another woman or what I'm doing. And can't really talk to her because of the time, the time difference of the country I was in in America. You know, it's a major time difference. So like, you know, when I'm up, you guys are asleep over here. So that also played a major role in 
us um, separating. It was, I think, I think for the most part, um, when we first met, you know, um, she's a good woman. She's a phenomenal mother. She has, she has a great career. You know, we first got engaged. We got engaged. Uh, we was actually engaged. Um, we got engaged back in 2013. So I think that for, um, that at that time, I think I just moved a little bit too fast. I don't think I was ready for that. I don't think she was ready for that. And yeah, I, was, I think all those factors that I just previously mentioned played a major role in us not um, yeah, being together today. Okay, interesting. So. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so what is the communication like now? Like, so moving forward, you guys have kind of separated. Um, it's been a year. Now, within that year, did you guys like, you know, kind of talk about getting back together or trying to work it out for the child because you know that's something that we do um, in this day and age. And it, I know it was more popular like back in the day, but um, I even know like my child's father and I, we like, we try to make it work as well. And, you know, it just didn't work. So is that something that you guys try to do as well? Like, you know, thinking about your daughter and how it could possibly affect her not having both parents in the home. Right. Um, yeah, we've talked about it on different occasions. Um, you know, we've actually had talked about it, but it just hasn't occurred yet. I mean, our relationship right now, and don't get me wrong, I still love her. And I know she feels the same way about me because you just can't open and close the door in love like that once you're with somebody for a certain amount of time. But our our relationship is very cordial. You know, we talk every day. She lets me call and talk to my daughter, or she'll FaceTime me so I can talk to my daughter. And um, I actually just had when I, I flew uh, her and my daughter to Mississippi last week for a little vacation for my baby because, of course, me being in the military is kind of I'm always traveling. I'm always doing something. Um, and like I said, I would. That is something we've considered. We've talked about it. Um, it's just like the things that I do in the military that throws a wrench and her coming here with she, she, her not knowing anyone or having any friends here. And for me to always be gone, it'll still kind of be like we're separated because she will not get to see me every day in person. So, um, yeah, that's, that's basically what it is. Okay. So as far as, you know, like you actually being able to see her, because I guess you're in the military and you're always traveling. Um, how often would you say that you got a chance to see her? Meaning, meaning now or with her being here? Like just now, like now at this point. Um, I, get a, I try to see my daughter every two to three months. Okay, and I guess my question is, like, I feel like a lot of guys don't really understand the importance of being physically present, you know, in their child's life. And I understand in your situation, you know, you're always traveling, you're always um, moving around. So, I don't know, like, how do you feel about that? Even, you know, like, growing up, like, you know, we actually went to school together, so, you know, like, just in the neighborhoods that we were in, and just, like, looking back, 
Um, like, what do you think that really causes these guys not to understand the importance of like being there for their children? I don't think that guys don't understand. I just think that, excuse me, a lot of guys are not ready to, they're not ready to take on that having the family around them everyday responsibility. I think a lot of guys are scared. They don't know what the outcome's going to be because, I mean, if you look at it today, people get married. Um, a lot of people get married, and it's not for the right reasons. Right. And, eventually get, and they eventually get divorced. So I sit back and I look at things like this, like, okay, I know a friend that got married a year ago, and now he's getting a divorce. So it's, it's kind of like, why, why, why do I want to put myself in that position when I don't? It's just, I think it's more people are scared to take on that and be in that position. Not that they can't, not that, you know, not that most of these men are stand-up guys. I think they're more solely scared of, you know, the outcome. If I, you know, we move together, you know, because it's easy to say this and that about a woman or a woman saying something about a man, but everything changes when you move behind closed doors together. You got to wake up to this person together. You got to do everything with this person together. It's uh, it's totally different. And, and I'm not making excuses, but I know that it's totally different. You have to be a really strong individual to put up with the same person every day. But if you love that person and, you know, you feel like you can't live without them, I don't see any reason why not. Yeah, but, like, I'm speaking in the fact that, and it's not necessarily that you have to go and, like, live with the other person, but, you know, actually just, like, making that time to, like you said, you try to make an effort to see your child, like, every two or three months, right? So that's you making an effort to be physically present for your child, right? So you're not living with them, but you're still trying to make an effort to actually see her, but, like, a lot of guys don't even do that. So yeah. that that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know. Do they I don't I don't know. Like I can't speak for the guys. I don't really know how they think. And I know like you're, you know, different in a sense that you are trying to do what you can, but you know, right. just thought like, you know, maybe you have some guy friends that and I don't know if you have friends that are like this, but you know, see any men I associate want myself with, I don't really have a lot of friends so if I do associate myself with a person who has a child and they don't have and they don't take care of their child I disassociate myself with people like that because there's no room for those kind of um like you don't a man like that has no morals if he lay down with a woman and sleep with this woman and get her pregnant but doesn't take care of that child it's like you know you're less of a man to me so I, I really don't associate with people like that but in saying I don't think that that's where they want to be. I think they can care less about that child or their child's mother. So, mm-hmm. so, so for people like that, which we call quote unquote deadbeats, that's what they are. I mean, it is what it is. They they don't deserve that child. And I just think them having a child is a mistake. It's sad to say, but they wasn't. They was just trying to get off and go. But happily, so happily, you know, God had another plan to, to bring a child to the world and. They're not ready for it. They probably, I can't say that they don't care, but I can't say that they don't genuinely care. So if they did, they would try to be in their child's life in some form or fashion. 
Okay, so you said that, but okay, so here's another situation on the flip side, right? So you have some that will actually like, you know, financially support the child, right? And they think that that is all it takes to raise a child. So they don't mind sending you whatever you need or paying child support if that's the agreement that you guys have, but they don't actually, you know, want to take the time out for the child, you know? So there's a difference, I think, you know, personally, like there's one side of it where, okay, you are providing for your child financially, but that's not all it takes to raise a child, right? I think that, again, just going back to understanding the importance of being physically present. Yeah, you definitely have to establish a physical presence in your child's life so they can know. I mean, so you can try. I mean, because a lot of us, you know, me and your peers came up without fathers or came up without a mother. So I think it's very important to establish a physical presence in your child's life for the sake of that child growing up to be um, a doctor or a lawyer or athlete instead of a school shooter. I think that's what's going on most of parenting um these days is that it, most of the children the parents can't handle the children and in a state where i live like like duval county in jacksonville i see a lot of single mothers and they have six kids oh my gosh um, they have six kids and they don't you know the child father is there it may be multiple kids it may be multiple fathers to those children but I know for a fact of one I can name that she, I'm not going to name her, but I I know of her and I know that her children's fathers do not interact with those kids. And it's kind of bad because, you know, at the age of 12 and 13, when kids start experiencing puberty and they get in the streets and they, they don't have that positive role model in their lives to tell them what's right or wrong or the do's and don'ts. So, it kind of leads to a uh, corrupt society, which is going on today with all the killings and the violence and the domestic violence. Because they daddy never told them not to touch a woman, not to put their hands on a woman, or, you know, it's trouble in the streets, or don't sell drugs. So I think it's very important for a man to be in a woman, in, in a child's life, not the, not the monetary part, but the actual you being there. The monetary part is nothing because. You know, money don't hold value. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's a very sticky situation. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I think so, oftentimes, like, people get so confused. They think, like, oh, because they are providing, they're doing enough, like, they're doing their part when in, in reality, it's, like, it's not enough, sir. You know? Like, you need yeah. to be there for their child, but it's like, okay, you try to talk to them, and I've heard from mo- multiple moms, you know, that they've tried to talk to the the father, and, you know, they let them know, like, they don't want their money, you know, like, we're living in a time where we can make as much money as the guys, you know, so it's not really um, the money most times, it's just really them wanting the father to be physically present. Right. But um, I do have a question, though, from one of my listeners, and she asked specifically about child support. So I don't know what type of situation um, you and your child's mom has, but uh, why do you think it's such a problem for some guys to actually um, agree to child support or actually even, like, pay it? Like, what's the big deal? Um, I think that, okay, and I'm going to just speak from my position. 
um, in my situation. I'm not on child support. I think that if a man takes care of his kids or physically in his kid's life, I don't think he should be put on child support. I don't think he should be put in the system because we already know that, you know, the system is set up against us young black men. It's set up to bring us down. So you might have an innocent brother who does all these good things for his children, but he can't pay that child support. So now he's missing payments, but he's still in his kid's life. He still does what he can, but he can't make those child support payments. Now he's a part of the system. He could possibly go to jail. And I've known people to be put in jail because of missed child support payments, but they're great fathers. I just think it make a bad situation, a good situation bad. But on the other hand, for a man that doesn't have any presence in his child's life and never try to be there and never try to do anything, I think he should be put on child support because that's the least that you owe to that that child. It's not even about the mother. That's the least that you owe to that child to be able to provide some kind of financial support for that baby. Um, I think a lot of dudes just don't really care. You know, they just like, <laughs> they just don't care about child support. They'll tell you to put them on child support and they'll never make a pay. They just home training is how they was raised. They probably didn't have a father. So they don't really care about what goes on with that baby. So therefore they won't pay child support. Yeah. They, um... never, they never, they never intended on having a baby anyway. They never wanted, they, they never wanted a baby anyway. It happened, it happened. So they gone. It's like, you know, it's, it's crazy that men don't take care of their kids and they complain when they get put on child support. Yeah, I know a couple of guys that's on child support that does extra stuff for their kids and don't complain about it. But if he ever starts to miss payments and he can't sustain those um, child support payments, now he's in the system. Yeah, that that's unfortunate. But here's the thing, Jeremy. So, you know, um, I think that a lot of it has to do with communication, right? So I feel like if, you know, we're two adults, right? We both have a child together. Why can't we sit down and talk about the child's needs? Or like you said, if you're actually providing and you're in that child's life already, then you know what that child needs, right? So um, I don't necessarily know if there has to be like, some sort of conversation like, hey, you know, the child needs X, Y, Z, right? When if you know that the child needs, just say, I don't know, clothes, they're always growing their kids, right? That's something that they always need. Send them clothes or like if you're not together, right? So right. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with communications. And I've talked to a lot of moms and they have like serious issues communicating with the child's father. And I don't know like where it goes wrong if it's actually wrong on the mother's end or wrong on the father's end to where they can't even have like a decent conversation to say hey we're gonna try to work together so that we can both take care of this child you know it's like they allow their personal issues to get in the way of all of that and then here they are at the court now this guy's in the system you know all because they couldn't communicate I think I think that communication is like the biggest issue that's what I, I think so too. I think that yeah, definitely if the communication is there, I don't really see an error in you know any situation. I think that for the most part, um, for a, a woman, I think if she does and the guy's actually willing to listen to her 
I think she could probably get through better than actually just saying, I'm going to put you on child support, not telling him that, but saying, look, if we can sit down and we can talk about something, maybe I do this this month and you do this next month. I think we tend to take on that kind of information better because now you're just throwing it in our face, you know, kind of blatant and maybe a little rude. Um, it's kind of like he's chastising us. And, you know, men don't handle that well because our pride is so high. I just, yeah, so the communication definitely plays a big part in the child support issue. But on the other hand, you can sit down and talk to some of these guys and they still not going to hear it. They still right. not going to be forthcoming with trying to be an example in a child's life or even try to pay child support because they're just not built for it. It's like kids are having kids these days. You know, age, yes. doesn't, age doesn't define the the kid the kid and people these days I know and know people at 35 they still act like they 15 so come on I'm has, yeah. huh? yes oh my gosh so, yeah so it's like you know you can't expect the kid to do th- grown up things you can't expect the kid to sit down at a round table and have boss meetings because it's just not gonna happen so it's it's really it's really like a give and go you try if it don't work out you know i think women have to be more open to try before they actually go initiate this process i think they have to be more open to to actually sit down with the father of their child or children and say look i just need a little financial support from you you know i don't want all your time or all your money if i call you for something you don't actually necessarily have to bring it to me in cash you can just call and i call you and tell you what, what i need for the baby and you just bring that to let them know because you know the past you know the past history of child support. Most 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 women spend that money on themselves. Yeah, but here's the thing though, Jeremy. This is what I've heard from a lot of women who get child support. I don't get child support, just FYI for those people who are listening. But what I've heard is that like a lot of the women they've already been providing for the child. So by the time they get child support, they've already done what they needed to do for that kid. So why not take the money and do what they need to do with it? Because they've already taken care of the child's needs. Even though well, like some guys are like, well, you know, she spent the money to go get her nails done or whatever. But it's like, how can you really sit up there and talk about what she's spending the money on when she right. is basically providing for that child before she even gets child support you know what if you stop working she's not getting a payment so you know she's taking care of that child until you know your support comes in and that's not even like supporting the child 100 percent, right that's just the portion that just helps her um to do what she's doing sometimes it's not even enough to help just depending on like how much the guy makes right um, that child support issue needs to be established at the birth of a child. Uh, if you know, if the people aren't together, I, I think if the people aren't together, the two individuals who are having the child aren't together because you know we have a lot of children on the way. A lot can the parents aren't together when the child is born. They know that. I think that needs to be established from day one. Really? So, you know, yeah, I think that okay. So, so if I have a child tomorrow and I'm with a you know with a woman, I have a child tomorrow. And we're not together. I'm at the hospital. As soon as she gets well and the baby comes home, I think that that talk needs to be had right then. Look, this is what it's going to be. I don't want to put you on child support. I know we're not together, but you are the, the father of my child. Are you are you going to do the necessary the necessary things to do to keep our baby, um, you know, having food and having clothes? Because kids are going to grow. That's a that's a that's a given. It's gonna happen. Are the you gonna do these things? Don't, 
right, don't don't wait till the baby is three years old or four years old to start talking about child support. Don't do that. You can't if you know you can't if y'all not together, you know, he gonna probably feel like he has no obligation, but which he does. So if that needs to be established at the beginning, don't wait three or four months. Or if you are with that person, y'all have that child. If y'all do decide to split, still have that talk. Okay, yeah. so we need to talk about we need to have we need to talk about our child. Be I, I don't want to put you on child support. That needs to be the first thing said. But still, are you going to help? Tell me with this with our baby with the with the financial needs that she has, or you know that all the stuff that she needs. So are you that needs to be established in the beginning. Don't wait till that child is fifteen and start talking about child support. Yeah, for it, sure. Yeah, so it, that doesn't need to be that shouldn't ever happen for my child to be 10 and then I get papers that saying I'm on child support. It's crazy. But like, here's another thing, Jeremy. So let's take a step back. So you mentioned that like some guys don't really want the child or they don't care to take care of the child. But I was listening to these guys talk and they were talking about dating. So in the dating stage, um, it's important that we um, really communicate and talk about, what happens if we are having unprotected sex and, you know, the female gets pregnant, right? That's a conversation that should be had. Okay. So, all right. If I get pregnant and you don't really want this child, then what are we going to do about it? You know, that's something that we should talk about prior to having unprotected sex. And then I think that, you know, maybe there should even be like a conversation about support at that time. You know, so if I get pregnant and I keep this child, then what are you going to do? You know, or what are we going to do? Like, what's the plan? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like if we have those conversations, then a lot of this stuff could be like eliminated. But like no one ever told us to like sit down and have these conversations. So it's like we go into these situations so blind and I don't know if it's like more women than men but it's like I was just thinking like I was listening to these guys and I was like oh my gosh that somebody told me this like when I was in college and dating like I probably (laughs) would be in a whole different space but yeah and again it just all goes back to communication it is about communication I definitely think that if you haven't okay my, I'm gonna just say for myself, for me to have unprotected sex with someone, and you know, I don't really indulge in those kind of activities. I still wanna, I feel, I gotta feel like I can trust you. So therefore, we've built up that relationship to where we talk every day. And I'm like, so you want kids? You want, do you ever want children, or do you have children? So I'm like, yeah, I have one. You know, maybe I want one or two more in the future, or something like I, I don't want any. Those are the ones you don't have unprotected sex with because if they don't want any, they tell you right there. But right you still, there. You, yes. you make up in your mind that you're still going to have unprotected sex with them. So they told you that they, you have to know what they expect. If you read the book, if you read the story, then you will know the outcome of it. You can't just sit there and be like feeble minded when someone tells you that they don't want kids. So if you mess around and get knocked up, what do you expect? Yes. That's, you know, it was told in the beginning, but sometimes protect the sex and people people have one night stands, they don't have the time to talk about that. Yeah, that's the thing. But like who's out I mean, like people do it, but I'm like, you're just out here having unprotected sex for like a one night stand. That is crazy. But people it does do it. happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's more prevalent than ever these days. Like the generations 
It's like, where did our values go? You know, they did they go out of the window? Like nobody cares anymore. Like nobody values like the guys we're talking about. um, Nobody values a vagina anymore. Nobody values a penis. Like we're just out here, you know, like doing whatever. Giving it up. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, you know, my situation, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put something on the table right here that you know I don't know if you ever knew about me. You know, my you know, my dad, Big Joe, he's not my biological father. Okay. My, so my biological father, me and Malcolm, that's, his dad is my dad. Me and Malcolm brothers. Oh Malcolm wow. Logan, okay. We we blood brothers. That's my brother. Big Joe raised me. He is what I call a man. He raised me. He called me his son. I call him my daddy. He did things for me. He took me places, stayed with him. He took on the role of being a father when he, in his heart, knew that I wasn't his son. That's what I call a stand-up guy, you know. And the older I got, people were talking about me, saying I look like such and such and this and that and the other. You know, it bothered me. So as I got older, you know, I'm a stand-up guy myself. I confronted um, the, the, my biological father, you know, because, you know, and in high school, whatever, I was good in football. People were noticing. So I would go back to my neighborhood and he would be like, that's my boy. And I had to tell him, I'm not your boy. You stayed in the same neighborhood with me. You seen me walking. You seen me struggling. You never did anything for me. I don't respect you. I don't respect how you move because the whole time you knew I was your, you knew you was my father. You know I was your son. So it's like men like that. I don't respect. He's my biological father. I just don't respect him. He never done nothing for me. Never. And my mama, she tough too. She never put him on child support. She never asked him for nothing. She never pulled up at his house where the wife was in and asked him for anything. That never happened. So people like that, I don't deal with it. And that's my own father. So what you think for one of my peers on the street that I talked to? And he said, man, I don't do nothing for my kids. I can't do I can't ride with people like that. You know, I don't vibe with people like that. I think they deserve to be on child support. And, but just in my case, I never really cared about it. I still came out a good man, you know, a solid man. Without him, I had a father figure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy where it's been going on for a long time. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, yeah so, that is very interesting. But yeah, you have those guys like that that will step in and like, you know, take on another child as their own. And to those guys, I'm like, y'all are amazing, okay? Because I don't know, like for guys, and you could speak on this, but I know like as like single moms, it's hard to talk to guys that don't have kids, if that makes sense. Like they don't really understand what it's like to raise a child on – period like no matter if you're raising a child on your own or if you know you're co-parenting or whatever they just don't understand and so right. I don't know if it's like the same for like women if you like tell a woman that you have a child already like I think women are more understanding than guys I don't know it's just my thought but <laughs> you can tell me right. like how you feel about it but um I know we talk about it all the time over um, 
you know, I ha- I do these live chats with moms um, on Wednesday nights and we talk about it a lot where, you know, like it's really hard out here trying to, you know, talk to guys and like they understand like what it's like day to day to like raise a child. They, they don't understand. Yeah, those are the guys that you probably should stray away from because if a man want to be with you and he likes you and he says all these sweet things to you, and then you finally reveal, say, well, I just want to tell you, I do have a child, and he doesn't understand. I don't think you should involve yourself with people like that because everybody got a past, everybody got a history. And I just think that, you know, a man will be a man whether he has a kid or not, and he likes the mother. He has to accept the child. If you don't accept the child, he don't accept you. He, he means you no good. For sure. But I'm like one to like tell them up front, like I have a child, like that's number one. And she's number one, you know, at this point in my life. So like, if you don't like talking to women with kids, like I totally get that. It's okay. You know, like I'm not going to like lose any sleep or anything like that's okay we're adults right we can talk about this stuff if you don't you know because some guys actually they have this thing where they don't want to talk to women with kids or it's like um they will talk to you but just to have sex you know and then they're on about their business um exactly. don't take you serious because you already have a child you know what i'm saying so right I think I I was uh, listening to these other guys talk about, you know, dating. And I just wanted to know, like, if if it was different for guys. But I think sometimes I think it's easier for guys because, like, especially the ones that don't actually have the kids. But you can correct me and tell me if I'm wrong. And I know you're traveling. So it's kind of different um, for you, too. And I don't know where you are, like, what space you are um, as far as dating because it's only been, like, you said a year, right, since you – and your child's mom kind of separated. So talk about that a little bit. Like, how are you, like, maneuvering through that? Or are you even, like, interested in, you know, dating at this point? At this point, I, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of hard. I, I mean, I stay home a lot. I don't really, I don't really do a lot. And uh, the city that I'm in, I don't feel like I can trust anybody out here. So I don't really kind of indulge and try to, finding somebody to date or stuff like that. Um, Jacksonville, the rest city, so but don't get me wrong, there's some nice pretty young ladies out here. They got there's only stuff. Like they got a lot going for themselves, but I just don't think that um they can like they can handle me. And I don't feel like a lot of women can handle my lifestyle because I'm like I said I'm in the military and just say I meet somebody out here. Um, and I'm actually talking to one of my friend girls about this the other night. I say, what if I meet somebody out here? And eventually the military comes to me and say, well, you know, Smitty, you got to go overseas for two years on unaccompany orders, which means I can't bring, I can't bring anybody with me. I have to go by myself. How are you going to feel with me having to leave you for maybe a year at a time? How are you going to feel? with me not being, having that physical presence around you every day when you're so used to it. You're so used to waking up and seeing me every day. You're so used to waking up beside me. How are you going to feel now that I can't communicate with you, now that you can't see me or any of that? It, that plays a big role. I'm talking with me in particular because I am in the military. Now, for other people, if I wasn't in the military, I would say, okay, you know, I want to try to get back on the dating scene. 
and try to find somebody who's compatible with me. But these days, it's so hard, man. People don't want the same things you want. Come on and preach. Or, <laughs> or, or if they do want it, they want to rush it. They don't let it happen naturally. It's yes. the thing about it. It has to be natural. You can't rush some. You can't rush greatness. So if you want it to happen, if you like somebody, just talk every day, and maybe go out sometimes. That feeling is gonna come. But you're trying to say, well, I want to be married by such and such years. You can't. But you can't. You can't put a price on fame like that. You can't. You have to just wait your time. Your time is coming. You can't. And especially, I know a man. You can't rush a man to get married. It ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna work. It'll never work. Regardless of how you feel about you now, you have to let that man, because most people like myself, I have a wall built up around myself. I refuse to be hurt because, of course, before my baby mother, I had a girlfriend and broke my heart, you know, just broke my little heart. And I found her. She opened me up. It took her a while. It wasn't just giving. You know, me and my baby mother, when we first met, we, we, we didn't start having sex till maybe three months. But we would chill every day. We would be together every day before that. She wouldn't give it up, you know. And it, I, but I still loved it. Like, started falling. That, like, that opened my eyes to her. You know, instead of a female that's just going to give it up to me in, in, in three days, that ain't going to do nothing for you. Who else you giving it up to in three days? Yeah. So I control the type of woman I deal with. There's, there's nothing else that can be done about that. So regardless of how fine a female is or how much money she got, if I don't feel that same energy that I'm giving you, I tend to go my, my other way. I tend to go my own way because I have I really have no time and you're trying to rush me and, and, and this. And, like, I, you know, I'm just sharing something with you that I did meet a lady, older lady. And she's probably about five years old and I'm 29. And, you know, we was talking, everything was cool. I was feeling the vibe or whatever. Everything was cool, like, you know. But then she started asking me for money. And she started saying, I need this and I need that. I need this. And I'm like, well, I just met you. And honestly, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not a trick. No disrespect meant or intended with that. I just don't trip. Like I don't give you know, I just I have a family to take care of. You expect me to, to do these things for you and not saying that I want anything in return, but you just expect me to just come out of my pocket for you when I just met you. Like I feel like you totally disrespect me. Yeah. You're not being sure. genuine. Yeah, you're not being genuine with me. So like stuff like that kinda made me like all right, I'm stepping back even more now because they ain't shit. <laughs> Excuse my friends, but no, no, you're like, fine. Like, and and I don't want the ladies to take any offense to what I'm about to say. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't want y'all don't want ladies. Please don't take offense to what I'm about to say. But these days, these times we living in right now, females are just the shystiest males. They out here trying to get a come up. They trying. They trying to get a come up. They trying to capitalize on some good men. You know, they're trying to, they got the same mentality, like you like you said earlier. Women can make just as much money as men these days. Like that equality barrier, that equality barrier has been busted down. And like women are just as equal as men these days. So therefore, they just decide. Yeah, so, there's like real, yeah, no so, real separation anymore. I totally there's get no, it. There's no real, most women out here, 
way boss up the middle. So I definitely get that. So until I meet that boss that's on my level, that has that, that ambition, that potential, that, you know, the morals have them, them ethics and them goals, I'll be single for forever. It's no rush to it. I can be 50 and get married. I don't care. But I will. But what I tell you, once I do get married, I will be happy. Yeah. And at least, you I know, will. you have that understanding. You know what actually will work for you, right? Because I think sometimes right. that a lot of guys, like you said, and, and maybe even women, like I'm sure some women are probably going to be listening to this and they're probably going to feel like that's me. Like, you know, they find somebody that they – you know, um, vibe with, and they're so in a rush to, like, be in a relationship or, like, get to the next level so fast. Like, what are you rushing for, you know? Like you said, it's like, (laughs) chill out. Like, take some time to chill. And I think, like, a lot of people are so, I don't know, in a rush because of their age. I don't know. But, you know, actually, I had a lady on the podcast, and she was, like, 39. And... She um she hadn't found Mr. Right, but she wanted a child. And so, you know, for women, um, you know, once you reach a certain age, it's kind of hard to have a child, right? So she kind right. of went through this process of, like, insemination and basically, you know, having a child on her own. So she's, like, a single mom by choice, which in her situation, yeah, I kind of understand. Like, she has, you know, did what she could do, I guess, in the amount of time that she had. But for those of us who are, like, still in our 20s or early 30s, like, I'm just, like, I don't really understand that. So, I'm on the same page. I get it. If I could could offer any advice to any woman and trying to find a nice man, I think, for one, you have to, of course, put your pride down just a little bit. You have to lower your pride, not your standards, but your pride. Um, I think you have to change just scenery, your view of like where you go, where the norm places you used to going. I think you need to branch out, um, go more places, and be open to um, conversation. Like if you see a nice young man um, or a nice older guy that you kind of have, okay, say okay, like I like him or whatever. And you see him, don't be scared to go say something to him because a man like me, I admire a woman who's not scared to step out of her boundaries and come say, how you doing? Uh, my name is such and such. Because, again, remember, we are all equal these days. So don't be scared to step out of your comfort zone and introduce yourself to somebody. Because a man like me, that's what I'm looking for. You know, because I'm trying to shine myself. So I might feel the same way about you as you feel about me. But me being a shy person, I might not like make the next step forward, and that's not, that don't make me less of a man because I I didn't come say anything to you. So I think that you just need to step out of your comfort zone if you see something you like, and like the old people always told us, close mouth, don't get fit. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think I think I think if you see something that you like, I think you should step out of your comfort zone, introduce yourself properly, and feel that energy. Just trying to feel that energy from the jump. You know, energy is very contagious, and it tends to rub off, rub off on us. If you feel that energy and you want to progress with the situation, try it. Don't be scared to just hop out and, you know, just try to find something. Because I know a lot of good guys that are single, have no kids. Some have kids. they just very shy when it comes to talking to another woman because, you know, it's a stereotype for, like, 
a man to say something to a woman, and she just turned him down for no reason. Good guy. The guy could possibly be a millionaire, but you just turn him down for no reason because he ain't what you looking for, what you think you're looking for, but you don't even notice that. Give, some, give somebody a try. Give somebody a try, see where they stand, see what they conversation. Like, if you can hold a cordial conversation, a high school conversation, meaning when I say high school, stand on the phone for an hour and 30 minutes and stuff like that. And it's just all that, and it's just all there, you know. I think you should give that a try. You have to revert back to what we know when things were good before with all the social media. Yeah, and you know, I really think that um, our generation, and I don't even know if it's just our generation, but I think we've really gotten away from, you know, having phone conversation. I think it's really turned into a lot of, you know, like texting and texting and like emoji. Yeah. Like we've started like instead of saying, Hey, somebody will send a wave, you know, like come on, like can you just type three letters? You know? <laughs> right. What is up with that? And even like sometimes like I don't know, I'm probably like super picky, but it's like sometimes it's so annoying when somebody sends a message, W Y D, like can you just type out, like, what are you doing? Like, why is that so hard? Like, I don't know. Right. But I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like society is really changing and it's changing us and the way that we communicate. But right. there are some people out there that will still, you know, have that phone conversation or have that, if that's what you were looking for. Now, if you're okay with those, like, little short texts and those, like emojis and all that that's fine you know that's what you're looking for but I think like you said it's important to know like what you're actually looking for or just giving somebody a try if they can hold a decent conversation right I think you should um definitely talk on the phone more um I think that plays a major role in building a relationship or a situationship or whatever it's going to be um I mean because you know like they you know communication rules the nation so we can have a Good cordial conversation. I laugh, you laugh, and it's it, and and I, that's how we get to know people by talking. But if I'm sending you heart eyes emojis and stuff like that, you don't really know me. Yeah, like what is that? We didn't have that. We didn't have like when I you know back when we were young, we didn't have the, the nice phones and stuff. So it was like I would go to school with a letter if I liked the girl and I wanted to talk to her and I knew I could talk to her. I know I would take the letter to school with the song and the time and how I was feeling and and like that. I think that was just I think that was sexy. I think it made us better <laughs> than like the generation after us because all they know is social media and they on the phones and stuff like that. So definitely had to go back to the old days to try to rekindle these relationships because people it's too many divorces going on nowadays. Yes. And, you know, um, Jeremy, I, it all goes back to communication. I was listening to this lady talk and she was like, she tried it for like, I don't know. I hope, well, she's probably going to listen to this, <laughs> but I'm just going to say it. Right. I'm not going to say her name, but like, she literally been married like three months and she was like, she gave up. Like you were yeah. not married. Like what, what was the purpose? <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that, I think you should be, um, what do I want to say? I think you should be with someone two years at least. I think, she, um, and at least six months plus staying together before you actually get married. I don't think you should meet someone and in a year you get married. 
You don't truly know that person. And especially if y'all do not stay together, you really don't know that person. You might get together every time you see her out in person, she looks good and this and that. But then you move move with her, she doesn't clean, she doesn't cook, and he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. And it's like, oh, what do I what am I doing here? Like, what am I doing here? Because if I know if I want a wife, I want a wife that's gonna cook and clean. I cause I cook and clean. It's not all on your hands. Gotta be on mine too. Some days you might come in a little later and I cook, you know, dinner ready when you get home. I don't think it should be a 100 thing for one person to do everything. I, I think it has to be like a. I say uh, reciprocal. Uh, like, yeah. Like, I mean, and it doesn't necessarily reason. mean like 50 50, like everything, right? But it's like, okay. <laughs> So you're putting something in and I'm putting something in and we're, you know, we're doing this thing together. Like it's a partnership. I think I stress that so much. Like I don't want, you know, like my ultimate goal is like marriage. Like I still like really believe in marriage. I still believe that, you know, there's someone out there. Um, but like my thing is that, you know, getting somebody that understands that it's not just about marriage, but it's about like real partnership and you understanding that this actually takes work. Like we have to work on this together. You know what I'm saying? And I think that a lot of people go into it with the fact that, oh, you know, we're just married and we can do this and that, but they don't really take the time to put in the work. Like, like, and I mean, I'm not saying that I'm totally against people who like, meet and get married in a year because I guess you know some people do believe in love at first sight and that's okay like I'm not knocking those people but for me personally like I have to get time to to, like know who I'm dealing with you know so I don't know that's just my yeah I think you have to be before you're married I think you have to be the best of friends I mean if you're someone's friend like that and um, y'all laugh together and all that stuff, the good stuff. And then you actually experience some bad stuff with that person and y'all still together. I think, I think those are the little tests that you get put through to see if that person is really for you, you know. You have to be friends before anything. Yeah, and that's the thing that's- too, Jeremy. Like, I don't think people believe in, like, true friendships either. Like, it's just like, I mean, I really don't. Like, it's just so hard. And if it, if they do, like, those people are far and few in between. Those like, are yeah. the people that stick together. Those are the people that stick together for a long time. These people might have no intentions on marrying each other. They might just be friends. You know, they might just be friends on some loving basketball stuff type stuff. Like, that's my friend. I don't even like her like that. But then one day you wake up, you just had a little flame in your heart and... You know, I kind of got feelings for such and such. And those are usually the people who who last a long time because they, I mean, you have to have a solid foundation before you build a house on anything. And most of these people are building houses on sand. You know, the, the, the situation is meant to be washed away and it always happens. You can't run from it. So you have to build that relationship, that friendship before that solid relationship starts. The friendship is the foundation. Yes, so. totally. So, Jeremy, I know that, you know, you have to go, but is there anything else that you would like to leave with the listeners? Any tips that you have um, or any suggestions, you know, that you have for them to, um, I don't know, like move forward with whatever situation they're in, whether it's trying to work with their child's father, whether they are, you know, trying to date 
just anything, mm-hmm. you know, your final words. Um, I just think for the ladies, um, like you said, the one lady who hasn't found anyone yet that's 39, um, I don't, I just say, don't get discouraged. Um, it's someone out there for you. You know, God just takes long to give some of us blessings and others. I just continue, like, like, you keep your head up and just keep pushing for it because when it happens for you, you know, the wait is probably going to be worth the reward. So just continue to um, stay prayed up and your time is definitely coming. Do not get discouraged because I know some older ladies that are like 50 and they still look 25 and they still take good care of themselves and they got all the little hound dogs around here going crazy. So I'm pretty sure she's the same way. So, um, yeah, but for the child support, um, I think you should try to work it out um, with the father of your children. If he doesn't want to work out, then you have to do what you have to do. But in going at that situation, try to do it as calm as possible. Um, try not to be so aggressive. And, you know, just try to listen and, and, and get through to that person and let them know the situation about how you really feel. And yes, you know, if I can offer any advice, you know where I'm always at. And yeah, that's basically it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy. I really appreciate you taking out the time to chat with me. This was awesome. And like I said, I I really believe that, you know, we need to have more of these conversations um, in the world, period. Of course. Of course. It definitely has to happen for us to be... um, to get back to where we were when you know love really meant something and not just a full letter word all right i hope you guys enjoyed this episode jeremy dropped a lot of gems and if you found this episode helpful please share with us what you thought leave us a review if you are listening on apple Podcasts or soundcloud And if you are listening on another platform, simply shoot me a DM. I love to hear from you guys. As always, you can connect with me over on Instagram at Single Black Motherhood, over on Facebook at Single Black Motherhood. You can check out the website as well, singleblackmotherhood.com. And I hope you join us again next week. We'll be chatting with another single dad to continue the series. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you. And until next week, talk to you guys later. Bye.